Tatiana. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good, how are you? I just scarfed. A scarfed. A single from, whatchamacallit, uh, Culver's. Mm. And my tummy hurts. Mm. It hurts. Um, but that's going to be okay. We'll get through it. Do you like Culver's? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Culver's. I, uh, it's not, like, ever my preference, personally. Mm-hmm. I don't really sure. know why. I think it's good. I just, yeah. like, I don't know. I'm very particular about burgers. Mm-hmm. I understand that. That's why I like Culver's. It's one of my preferred patty. Yeah. I like it. But I don't eat it a whole lot because we don't have them out here. But I used yeah. to eat it semi-regularly yeah. in the Midwest. I just want to say um, the cheese curds are fine. They're not my yeah. favorite, but they're great, you know. Yeah. Um, they, these pretzel bites, mm. they knew what they were doing. Again, pretzel's not my thing normally. I like a soft pretzel, like these mm-hmm. bites, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. uh, again, not my first choice of... Uh, sides? Sides. And I'm kind of indifferent about their fries. Like, I can't even think of what their french fries really look like. Crinkly? Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're good if they're crispy, but yeah. a lot of them are pretty soft a lot of the time, so. Yeah, I think I'm just the worst. Like, if I'm eating that kind of, it, like, if I'm going to get a burger and it's fast food, I'm going to McDonald's. Oh, see, I wish. I can't eat. There's too much soy. It hurts my tummy. Mm. I almost I almost throw up if I eat. I can only have their, um, or their quarter pounder. Quarter pounder. Their quarter pounder is whatever the different meat. Mm, um, yep. But anyway, uh, actually, you want to know how I found out I was allergic to the soy in McDonald's hamburgers? I'd love to. I was driving to, mm-hmm. we'll just say it, this individual's wedding, mm. and we said, you know what, let's whip through a McDonald's because mm-hmm. it was like earlier in the day, and then you know you got to eat later. Totally. So we whipped a McDonald's. I just got like the 99 cent. It's not 99 cents anymore, but the burger Whatever that's like that. nothing. Yeah. Um, and I ate it and I was in such severe pain for two hours after eating it. Oh. And I was like, this is not the way I want to spend this wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's very interesting is that wedding was our guest Emily O'Haran's wedding. And guess what else? What? Her wedding anniversary is tomorrow, the 28th, which is the day before this releases. Happy wedding anniversary to you, Emily, and happy anniversary of realizing you are allergic to McDonald's, Hannah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Very, like, very much two monumental moments in our lives. Yeah, I would say the best and worst days of y'all's lives I would say so um but yeah so our guest this week is my work wife bestie I mean co-worker we could say in general um Emily O'Haran she 
has been by my side since we were we we lads in the corporate working world. Um, and somehow she has dealt with me for many years at this point. Um, so everybody, please have a listen to our combo with my good friend Emily. We'll see you on the other side. So I went to that family thing yesterday with like family friends that we grew up with and their dad listens to the podcast and it's (laughs) horrifying. It's the scariest thing I've ever heard. I found out a couple months ago and I've just like tried to not think about it. And now it's all I can think about. Right. How could you not? Like truly. so funny. Yeah. I I feel like dad is so specific. Like, that's a really niche audience that you've pulled somehow, is someone's dad. No, I need you to know it's because he is my, like, second father. Like, we grew up in his home as well. And I just was like, oh, I thought it was bad that my dad was listening. And now it's like, oh, I forgot I have another father that is listening as well now. So that's her. And he said, he was like, we're also interviewing his daughter. And she was like, oh, I'm worried about what I'm going to say. And he's like, can't say anything worse than she said. <laughs> no. Not wrong. I mean, you're right, right? Not wrong, Dad. <sighs> so that's all I can think about. That's um, so funny. My dad doesn't always listen to the podcast, but he does make a lot of jokes about our stream. And when she's like, did you let your fan know? Not fans, fans. It's um, it's just yeah. like hmm. <laughs> thanks dad thanks. Tom is the most consistent always everybody hello and welcome hello. this is all caught up and we have Emily O'Haran today say hello Emily hey hello listen I wasn't um, sure when you wanted me to chime in Can you I know we're excited and not at all nervous no literally this this interview <laughs> this is gonna be like when Alyssa Lee just ran through me for an hour just absolutely tore into me because Emily is similar in which loves preparation I would say or like knowing at least information beforehand yeah this is true this is true this is like not they I feel like such a polite way to put it (laughs) Well, we'll get to the astrology later, and then maybe we can dig deeper into any of that. I really think more, uh, if I just, would you consider yourself, do we go off of type A's, type B's? Do we believe in that? Do we think that there's any credibility in it? What are the vibes? How many types are there? Just A and B? Well, it can't be binary anymore. You know what I mean? There has to be more now. I mean, yeah, there's got to be a whole alphabet. Right. Well, that's the be- I'm, same thing of like the Myers Briggs type indicator. It's all like, go. sorry, you mm-hmm. only struck the best topic. Um, it's just interesting. It depends on the mood of when you take the test. It's like you can get different varying answers. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm sure there's people that are like, I'm type A when it comes to this, but I'm type B when it comes to this other thing. So it's all situational stuff. Okay, that makes sense. And that's how I feel about type A, because I'm very type A about some things, but most things I'm not. Yeah, it just, I really think it is situational. It just depends. I would err 
on the side of I'm more type A than type B in most situations. Um, but that's not to say that I can't, <laughs> I can't go with the flow. I can't go with the flow. It's just against my will typically, but <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, when... my will. <laughs> she'll do it's... it. She'll do it. do it. Right. Of course. It's... Listen, it's because I'm so polite. I think because <laughs> if I wasn't pleaser. crippling, if I wasn't crippling, <laughs> polite people, please, or what have you. I would take over and I would make sure that everything had a set plan and everything was organized. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. because that's rude and bossy, then I don't. So I just go with the flow and suffer in silence. Suffer we in love silence. to suffer in silence. As a woman, I mean, is there anything else we do? All right. Well, one of Emily's favorite topics I would say is personality tests or like yeah. personalities, you know? So I just, I wonder, because I believe that astrology is a science based in the stars mm-hmm. that are science, um, I feel like sometimes that's more accurate or should be more accurate than like some of the tests that we're talking about because they're so conditional. Yes. Whereas like the astrology of it all is more consistent and doesn't change Right. I mean, it changes, but it's based on overarching, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree. Love it's, that. Right. It's, but that's the thing. It's all situational. It's all conditional. It's all like, what have you lived through? How is this? Like, isn't that like mm-hmm. your what? Like certain aspects of your sign can come out in certain scenarios versus others. And then this is where you'll have to forgive me with the astrology of it all because I'm not uh crazy familiar but that's again like uh an excellent test that Hannah and I both had to take at previous jobs of ours was one where it took a look at like or it prompted you to think about like your home personal life versus your work life and um it divided you into all these different categories and it was like are you shifting like drastically at your in your work life to outside of like what your is your true personality or your home personality um and I just think that that test did a really good job of capturing like again the situationalness of it all in certain situations I am type b in certain situations I'm type a in this situation I am probably more quiet but in this situation I probably am a little more opinionated and it just I think it all varies so deeply that it's tough to say like this is firmly it forever. You can't change. This is what what it is for forever. So I think there's something to be said for your the way your chart probably aligns. There's enough nuance in the different houses that like cover kind of where that situationalness fits it. Sometimes, sometimes Emily is so smart and I... When I talk to her, I'm like, that's what I wish I could have said over and over. But you just nail it and you say it very clearly the first time. That's so funny because I finished that and was like, "Mm, I hope that was coherent. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was. It was coherent for sure. It's so interesting. That test was just, it was weird because you just answered nothing. Like they were random words and you just like sort them. 
in whatever way you'd want them sorted or what else like that's the only thing I can remember there was some like strongly agree versus strongly disagree mm-hmm. questions but there were all these different sections I forgot about the word sorting but yeah it was like you just had to based on the words that were provided and the kind of like it was kind of like sort these in a way or whatever yeah that you agree with and it pulled really really detailed interesting conclusions but it was a long test it was like I think it almost took like an hour to fill out yeah it was really long and we got it was like a 70 page kickback like it yeah, is, and and if you read it, you're like, oh, I have been read. You, it was yeah. like, holy shit. You know, in true corporate fashion, we did almost nothing productive with the information. Correct. But yeah, loved having it personally. I loved having the information. Yes, it just it confirmed a lot of things about me that I was like, sure, good. Mm-hmm. It is that. <laughs> Do you think that tests like that though? And in general, how self-aware do you have to be to get correct results, though? Well, so that's the that's the thing. I don't know what you're going to say, but I personally feel like there were some people that were completely unaware of how they behaved. And I think because there were those weird fucking sections where you sorted words you had yeah. no context for there was stuff pulled in because they because they would show me theirs and I was like yeah <laughs> I don't know what you don't I don't know you don't see yeah again because this test was so thorough and so random it feels like you couldn't like mm-hmm. cheat your way to get like the best results yeah. which I think you can kind of do with the Myers-Briggs and mm-hmm. um, some of the other personality assessments so yeah there were definitely but that was another factor that it like assessed you on and you had a a self-awareness score which eventually like equates into your like emotional quotient or your EQ mm. your emotional intelligence and so that i think took some people by surprise how yeah they did and i was like no absolute this check this math is coming out correctly this math anyway. is math but <laughs> yes but like, and like, and that was the hard thing, I think, that for a lot of people to like, but then I think, again, when you're not self-aware, you're just like, well, it was just a dumb test. There were all these circumstances right. and you come up with, again, the excuses to remain un, unself-aware. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Ah, I think my self-regulation was low. I'm pretty sure it was like the one thing that was like, not great. I can't remember. Okay, but you were off the charts with like self-awareness <laughs> and social awareness. Social awareness is disgusting. I, yeah. That that's uncomfortable. I was at 97%. Like nothing's getting by me. I no. in any room I know what's going on. And like Emmett, like we'll be sitting there and we'll just be watching TV or something. And I'll just be like, Jesus, dude, what the what is your problem? He's like, I haven't said any, and I'm like, you're so angry about something, and I'm uncomfortable. And he's like, well, blah blah blah, just texted me, and I'm like, exactly. <laughs> like there was a shift in the room. <laughs> That's so it's out funny. of control. Hundred percent in that way as well. Yeah, you have to sometimes. 
it's a mm. bit of like survival of the fittest you have to be like socially aware because you just never know because like I had to be like girls are so catty sometimes and like there's all these like subtle cues of girl like communication that like I think you have to be aware of yeah to navigate the world <laughs> well it's like I don't know what quote I'm trying to pull from or so, like it's in the back of my brain but it's something like the amount of what is said versus what is meant like is yeah. so far different like and so far off that I think we well mostly women especially get really good at like subtext and undertones and all of that but yeah I like for example I just got back from vacation and there was a mom who was like running by walking by the pool and just yelling her son's name and I thought she was just saying this name and it was a guy's name and I was like she trying to get her husband's attention or something because there were like these two guys in cowboy hats whatever then we turn around and there's a child swimming that is like clearly struggling to get across the pool from the long ways and Ben goes over and like just puts his hands under him and is like, come on, and like helped him over to the side. But the mom is just like yelling his name. So then she ends up getting in the water and goes over and like talks to him and says, you know, like, oh, this pool's not as big as the one at home, yada, yada, whatever. And then this other mom comes over and they start talking and there's another kid there. But then her kid just like starts to do the swimming again and is drowning, like literally like <laughs> floundering. And Ben, my mom, and I are sitting there watching this woman pay no attention to her son that she just went over to check on, check on, or whatever after it happened. And Ben, yet again, goes over and takes the kid back to the the wall and is like, you should, like, stay close to the wall. Yeah, chill. You're obviously tired. You're working hard. But it's like this mom was oblivious. It happened two more times that went over and like helped this child. But the mom is just like chatting, talking, da-da-da. And I'm like, why don't you have the awareness of your child drowning? And everyone else in this pool does. It's it's wild to see see it so deeply in action like that. Because more often it's like, you're missing subtle cues. You're missing subtle nuances. And then there's the scenario like you've just painted where it's like, no, this is this is what being socially aware is, is like yes, recognizing right. what's happening around you. Yes. In the immediate danger as well. Like it all falls into that mm-hmm. awareness, but yeah. Geez. Yeah. We, uh, when we were at, um, I can't remember which stadium, but we were leaving during, during the game. So the Concord is really busy. It's not like it's emptying or anything. People are walking around and Emmett's Emmett, so he's just like walking, like as if we're as if we have somewhere to be besides a car right. for four hours. You know what I mean? Like, let's fucking yeah. go. So he's sprinting out of the stadium, mm-hmm. and I'm walking, and I don't even know how I notice this, but all of a sudden I just like turn back, and there's just a little boy standing in the middle of the concord, and there is no adult around him, and I'm and so I turn around and I'm like t- 15 feet from him. And I look and I see a woman staring at the kid who looks at me, who stares back at the kid because I thought it was her, like hers. And then we yeah. made eye contact and it was clearly not hers. So I like walked over to him and I was like, hey, bud. 
do you have a do you have a parent around here? Or I said, do you have a grown-up around here? And he starts saying something about his mom. And I was like, okay, do you know where she is? And he's like, I don't know where she is. And I was like, perfect. That sounds like this is a problem. And right. so I like, you do the stand-up all of a sudden, because I like squatted. And I do yeah. stand-up, and I'm like, just watching. And all of a sudden, there's this woman just busting through the crowd. And I was okay you're good I was like I can go now so then she like got him and we I left and Emmett was 40 feet from me trying to find me (laughs) nowhere near me oh gosh but I was like that's you have to be aware yeah no you do you totally do complete sidebar it's so funny to me every time you give a little anecdote about Emmett I'm like, oh, that's me. I why would you not run through the concourse to get to your car? The concourse is the worst place on earth when it's full of people. And I'm like, yeah, he's sprinting like it's rush hour traffic. We yeah. have to get out of there. And he to. Was like, he was like, we're gonna sit in our car for four hours. Let's take our time. And I'm Emmett, where I'm like, I need to be out right now. I'm like, geez. What are we waiting for? Right? Let's I'm like, go. God, Let's go. Sit in a car for so long. Just I need walk. to hurry up and wait. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, we can walk. Enjoy this outdoor air. Like, for me, to, and it's 90 degrees. And I'm like, let's, well, that's the other thing. I can't move fast. You know, it's night. I'm molasses. Again, I'm derailing. I saw a TikTok, and I almost sent it to you because it was a, a woman going, you know, sad seasonal affective disorder. She's like, I have summer anger disorder. I'm yes. so mad. It's so hot. And I was like, this is Hannah. That's what I have. Because I say I don't have sad, but I do because it's like sad is seasonal effect. Like it doesn't matter what season what is season. affecting you. <laughs> right. But You're summer angry. Summer. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's so funny. I like that. I really do like that. Yeah, we uh, joke all the time that Emily and Emmett are very similar in a lot of ways. For a second, I was like, your only difference in your astrology signs is one. But he, but he has a Scorpio moon. His sun is in Leo, and then his rising is Capricorn. But those are still close because yeah. you're Capricorn and Aquarius are right by each other. Like everybody's close. Yeah. It's just interesting. All of a sudden, I was like, wait a tick. But it's that Scorpio <laughs> moon. My favorite, my favorite characteristic that the two of you have. I saw one TikTok that said Scorpio moons had a traumatic childhood, and I, I have ran with it. I tell everyone. <laughs> And then everyone I tell, they're like, I actually had a fine childhood. And I'm like, well, yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> no, that's I how I am with it. Aries moons. I'm always like, well, Aries moons, they raised their parents. And people are like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's the only thing I know. Oh, I'm running with it. It is so funny. <laughs> There's nothing funnier than when we do these interviews and get to the astrology and start saying something. And we're like, so you're not this. And they're like, yes, I am. <laughs> I, for example, was editing one last week and I said, so you're not very romantic, are you? And the person was like, mm, I wouldn't say that. I am. And I was like, oh, huh. well, there's some flawed. Or I don't know what I'm talking about. Could be anything, really. <laughs> I always say nothing I say is gonna make any sense until you put it in the little thing and it spits out a thing, and I think all of it makes sense. You can't just pick out something, you know. Because also, it's not even that you need all of the wording. It takes into 
consideration the exact angles and metrics of each whatever. So it's more specific to who you are. So I don't know. But I just wanted to ask one question, Emily. We can talk about her astrology, but I think what's more important is she gets to live the age-old question, do you look at your child astrology? Okay, so you pulled Callum's birth chart, like, I want to say day one. Like, I was in the hospital still when you sent it. Um, I I just wanted you to have the opportunity. I just wanted you to have the opportunity. To this day, I have not read it. I'm too chicken. (laughs) It feels a bit like, um, I can't think of the metaphor I want to use, but it just feels like I'm cheating. I shouldn't do it. Like, you know, it's breaking a rule. Yeah, it's like, I I think it's like reading the end of the book. Like, you just, like, know how they're going to develop then, you know? But it's not, you know what I mean? But still. Right. But it's close. I feel like, well, I feel like I'm, like, legally obligated to read up more on Capricorns because it seems like we're going to shake out with two of those bad boys now. Yeah, I was going to say. It definitely, if nothing else, I feel like teaches people how to treat other people. Like, yeah, because not that every Capricorn, for example, acts the same, but I can tell you three of the people most immediately in my circle are Capricorns and I know how to communicate with them well for like who they are. And it is slightly different based on who they are, but like, it's all kind of the same. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's a good point. It is really all about. I like the point of communicating to them because like there is something to be said for like once you know how to communicate with someone I think it can change like how close the relationship becomes or like once you know like kind of like the parameters of like the best way to commute like even like in like romantic relationships like once I know how to talk to Billy about stuff it's easy from then on and we just like know how to frame stuff up to each other in a way that like it doesn't start fights it doesn't do anything we're just content because we know how to talk to each other about like important things exactly it's so it's so nice being in a nice relationship you know where where people just can have a conversation with you about anything nothing's a problem yes right right And I think it's some of your mentality too. Like I think, you know, parenting um, is always going to be like a tough journey, an exciting one, but a tough one. And so it's like, as long as you always come at it, at least in my opinion, as long as you always come at it from a team attitude, like we're a team, it's us, it's not us against them, but (laughs) it is a little bit of like us being the team first and foremost, and then uh, focusing on the kid that's been a really I feel like healthy mindset for us in keeping I don't know good parenting a good relationship through the parenting process all that fun stuff they've said it on an airplane since day one you got to put that oxygen mask on you first you know yeah exactly exactly it's just you both is the oxygen mask in this case you know just a back story uh yeah. how Emily and I know each other um Emily and I met at our well you technically had a job before I that was my first out of the school job really especially an office job yeah this was 
Well, I guess I had, I was going to say it was like my first corporate experience, but no, I had been like an intern at a corporate office before, but this was like a, my first like full-time corporate job. It was fun. She, I was trying to remember the timeline and I can't remember what year, I think it was 2017. Yeah, it was like right around, I think it was August because that's, it was director of first impressions, aka the receptionist was uh going on vacation and they needed someone to cover the front desk for like yes. a week and a half I think yeah and I don't remember did you oh 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 my oh my god for a second I was like how did you and then I remember she was neighbors with one of the the head <laughs> sales yeah executive yeah um so she just was popping in to like help out and love at first sight what's there to say I it truly, Hannah, I because you trained me. Um, well, because um, shockingly enough, the elderly woman that was running the front desk filled her time with reading magazines and printing off recipes from the internet. And I was like, this is, I'm trying to make a good impression. Is there additional work I'm doing to eat up like more of my time? Because not that many people call. <laughs> um, so Hannah was training me on stuff and I think you were sitting up there with me for probably a couple hours and it was like to the point where we were like I don't know I felt like we were like three hours in and I was like yeah so this happened when I was a child and I think this really formed like how I relate to people no literally um, it oh. was like pretty instant we were like let's discuss uh, what makes us who we are today and let's keep going like let's see how deep we can get this is therapy now yeah no literally and I was like so you click here on excel and then so when I was a child <laughs> like it was it was like in between like clearly training but it was like yes. let's just go through everything else while we're here yeah um lots of fun lots of fun um but she was only there for a little while and it was like I mean, heartbreaking because it was like, you'll never see her again. Like, and it, Cause it was like, Oh, she was this temp girl that came in and that was it. I'll never. Cause it wasn't like we were, it wasn't long enough where it could have been yeah. like, let's hang out. It was just short of awful. It was horrible. So then the best day of my life happened today, which is we were sitting in a team meeting and they were talking about how, she was going to retire or yeah, she was retiring. Yeah. She was going to retire the front desk lady. Retire so like, from magazines and recipes. Honestly, she was why? Finally. Right. I, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to keep collecting. Her that. dog needed grave. more attention. I genuinely truly believe it was because her dog was like, I thought her dog was getting older and she was like, I want to travel more. Plus I need to be the dog. Cause she used to bring the dog in. And it was just kind of like lay on the pillow underneath the desk. Do you remember that? Yeah. Now that you say that, yes. Do you, do you remember how it died? No. Wait, was it in her arms? It, she came home and it ran towards her to greet her. And as she like picked it up, it died like in her arms. (laughs) (laughs) I, Oh, that was so deep in my memory. Oh yeah. my gosh. Mm, it was that, the worst thing I'd ever heard, but also the that, best. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you get the like pleasure, I guess, of that like last like greeting. Yeah. They're, they're so happy to see you. Oh, but that like, their heart <laughs> explodes. Um. So yeah. So she was retiring. Uh. So anyway. <laughs> and we're in this meeting, and they're they're going yeah. So she's going to retire at the end of this year, and we're gonna start. We we were gonna start looking for a new person to replace her. Blah. And they're saying all this stuff, and I am like ready to be like you, you should just have Emily come back. You know. I was like I was like ready. Because I had to have her back. And they go, so we actually asked Emily from the summer to come back. And I was like, you did? <laughs> I was like, I'm not even so excited. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> it was amazing. It was. Well, so here, the, like, the, from my end of things, I worked, I think they kept me on for a month. So I did a little bit of, like, additional work up at the front with, um, the receptionist just while she was there. So it was just like, I was just kind of like additional admin help at that point. And so they were like, we can't keep you. I was like, totally understand. I get it. Thanks so much for having me. It was like so great. The vice president of client services, who was like the direct report manager that I was reporting to, um, was like, please use me as a reference. Like, these are like, these are great companies that we've worked with. Like, if you are having like difficulty finding a job, these are great recruiting agencies. Like, please absolutely use me as a reference. Um, whatever, great. So I'm like, okay, great. So I use a recruiting agency. I use her as a reference. Like everything's been great. I actually get a job offer for a different um, company and they called this woman as my reference. And basically, I got the call from Bev that was like, hey, I, they called me and I know that you are getting this offer, but like, I, I want you to come back to us. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Cause one, it was much closer to my home at the time. So that was great. And it, it just worked out that it was going to be like more money and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I knew that I had already enjoyed working there. So I was like, this is an easy no brainer. So then, yeah, that started, started it all, I guess. Mm-hmm. And now I have basically not known a corporate job without Emily. <laughs> yeah. Because then, because it was, that was a great time. That was the most fun. That should never have been my first job. That, I was so spoiled. Yes. That was, we really had, like, a great, it was, like, a team of, like, the whole company was, like, 40 people. Yeah. It, mm. So everybody was just, it was fun. When I went to a, the company I'm at now, um, they were like, we have a referral program. And I was like, well, as, as we always say, if you think I'm good, if you want someone better than me, you should hire Emily because she is way more on top of her stuff than I am. Okay. This is not even like remotely true because you're okay. Anyway, it's just not remotely true. We have, I would argue different strengths. If you need, what did we, what did we just say? Like I said last week in the lunchroom, if you need an extroverted, like great employee, Hannah's your gal. If you need someone that's great at spreadsheets and is fine with repetitive work and is introverted, I'm your girl. <laughs> exactly. I said, we're the yin and yang. You need them. It's a it's a fun time for sure. I'm just like thinking of anything that we could tell a story about, but we simply can't. I was like, I feel like legally. 
I know. <laughs> really? I like, there's nothing. There's nothing we can talk about. We actually worked for the CIA. Is what oh. it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, understood. It's a team of forty. <laughs> the CIA. The CIA is a team of forty. <laughs> they do a lot. They do a lot, but it's a small crew. It's a small hardworking uh-huh. crew. I'll tell you the wildest thing that ever happened. I'll tell you the wildest thing that ever happened. Uh, Emily Emily was sent to a foreign country with a man <laughs> that, that wasn't an employee. Was not an employee. <laughs> and Emily was like 20. I blocked this from I, my memory. And every time we bring it up, I'm like, oh, so. <laughs> I don't know if we can talk any more than that. But I, so I think we can keep it vague enough. So we did. We were at a point of purchasing marketing firm. So it was like designing retail displays. So one of our customers was like launching in a Canadian retailer. And the people who were more senior than me could not make it to Canada for like a, basically it was like a test fit. So it was a test installation. So I was told to go, which is fine. Well, right. And, so I'm, right. I had a working right. passport. It was not the end of the world. But the test installation person was not a full-time employee of the company. So he was just like on contract work. So we kind of knew him, but like not in any sort of great capacity for like international travel. Yeah. And it was a short, short trip. I think we were like in and out of there within like two days. It felt like, cause we caught like the red eye back. That's good, at least. That's good. Yeah, but it was just, again, it's my first, like, traveling business trip. I'm with no one (laughs) that I know well, except this installation guy, which he was perfectly pleasant. Of course. Old, but pleasant. Just, like, an old white man, basically. Um, But, yeah, Yeah. no, it was. And I, like, didn't, corporate etiquette, I, like, really didn't know. I was, like, should I be paying? And then, like, because we're there are customers so then I was like should I be paying but then um the customer was like well you are just bill us so I'll just pay and I was like oh okay I don't know the rules like I didn't know that we bill them for it do you know what I mean yeah I mean it does make sense but again not something I knew right a little yeah how were you to know I'm like trying to think of how old I was I don't even know if I was 25 it was before I got married right like you were fresh to the world. Like you're a child at that point. <laughs> Wasn't he the one that would always send? No, no, no. No, that was the other old white man would always send. Like he would forward email chains just full of like, which was I think he was a veteran, so it was ultimately fine. But he would send like I don't know where he would find these email chains, but it's like full of like comics and like art and messages about like memorial day or veterans day and stuff and you forward them to the whole company which like is, that's what yeah the weekend is for it was like ultimately fine but it was just like he was so old that i was like where are you finding this email because like right. you didn't put this together <laughs> right that's what was so Who impressive did this? <laughs> right where did you get this from <laughs> one more story about that place that will go down so far with having there was this guy that got hired <laughs> And he was crazy. There's nothing more you could say. And he got violently ill one day. <laughs> and and he sent an the whole company. The whole company. There was you could put a little email in and it went to everybody. 
Mm-hmm. It was the most. It was the scariest thing you could ever do. Yeah. And he sent an email to the entire company, like explaining why he was going to be out of work that day. And it was in that moment. I feel like I made the decision to tell people moving forward that if they say they need to stay home, I say great. Thank you so much for letting me know. Yeah. That's all I need to know. That moment, because again, <laughs> it was pre-COVID. So everyone's in office all the time. And it is, again, a very small company. And for this man to send everyone that he's out on PTO is not that unreasonable. <laughs> but the graphic detail of what his stomach was doing to him was so even for a an intimate email with a manager you're close to it's too much details yeah yeah but wow I that's so fun I forgot and I I have a personal vendetta against him because <laughs> he got my gift for the like whatever Yankee swap thing and he thought it was lame and I thought and he was mad it wasn't alcohol and I was just like I don't know. Anyway, so ever since then, I had a personal vendetta against him, so I was well, keen to see him go. Yeah, exactly. And to be fair, that is the year we learned that if you are going to a corporate Christmas white elephant gift exchange of any kind, it is alcohol. You should bring alcohol. Everybody wants alcohol. Don't. It's Which is so dumb. I mean, it's not dumb. It's fine. It's a fine gift. I get it. But, like, I... I thought this, okay, because because the company had an event, like a bags tournament event for charity that they did every year, I got a desk bag set. It was just a cute little mini one. I was like, this is so pertinent for the company. This is so fun. They can play it at their desk when they're bored, like whatever, or during meetings, whatever. It'll be like a fun little thing. And he was so bummed because it wasn't a bottle of Kraken or beef or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it was unbelievable. He was so mean. I hate corporate was... America for so many reasons, and yeah. this yeah. is another one of them. Yeah. It's like, why do you all? It's just like it's shocking to me. The older generations have not quite yet like had the realization of like, oh, you hate your job so much, you go home and drink every night. Yes. Maybe we should do something about this. Hey there, guys. <laughs> That sounds like a problem. Sounds like you should get some work-life balance so that you don't want to drink yourself when you are at home. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Okay, I know that I said, I know that I said there were, not there was nothing else we could talk about. I do have two other stories that I want to talk about, and they both involve Emily in a medical emergency situation, a medical or an emergency situation. Um. So we had to have, we had, as corporate America does, because we live in America, we had to have a shooter drill, like a shooter team guy come in. And then at the same time we got certified or were those two separate events? Because I no, want to talk about I think both. The, that's so funny. I think the shooter um, training was separate from the CPR training because I think the CPR training was a separate company. Like I, that was that weird, it wasn't a weird company, but that was the company that like gave us the mask and you could like, whatever, found them on Facebook or something. I don't know. Yes. Yes. So I'm realizing we, to be 
good. We have to say certain things. But when we were getting trained at about someone coming into the building, since Emily, me, and a couple other girls worked at the front desk, they specifically made us, like, do drills at the front desk. The guy just, Emily sat down, and the guy looked at Emily and goes, if someone comes in the front door and holds a firearm to your head, what are you going to do? And Emily said, die. <laughs> oh, okay. In, in my defense, there's not nothing to be said. I'm horrible in a fight or flight scenario. I'm horrible in an emergency scenario. I freeze. It is the only thing I can do. So <laughs> this, it was, I was sitting at the front desk because I actually was just taking over for the front desk. I, I don't think it was a drill at that point. And he brings what feels like the rest of the company up with him to walk them around the building to be like, these are areas where you need improvement. So he comes up to the front desk and he goes, okay, great scenario. A, a person comes through this building and holds a firearm to your head and like mimics it, yeah. mimics it at my face and goes, what are you doing? And I went, say die. I would die. <laughs> yeah. I would die because I'm frozen. This is a fake scenario. You're pointing fingers at me and I'm frozen. This is it for me. If someone has a gun to my head, that's it for me. That's when we learned Emily wasn't the best in those situations. And then we're sitting inside the CPR or whatever first responder, first aid thing. And we're like in the back of the room. Like it's not like we're sitting in the front. And this man's giving a speech and he stops the speech and he goes, Ma'am, are you in the back? Are you okay? Emily because she had gotten so pale that he noticed again in my defense it's like my blood and blood makes me incredibly queasy and I'm just uncomfortable with it uh and he was talking about kind of a gruesome scenario so yeah of course I did get a little pale and I was happy I was sitting and not standing but he didn't need to call me out I know it was crazy I was, and, like, right next, obviously, we're sitting next to each other. You know what I mean? So, and I am focused. I, this is, like, all I live for is finding out this information. And for him to abruptly stop and be talking directly to the person next to me, in that moment, I was like, maybe I'm not as socially aware as I thought. Because Emily could have dropped dead, and I was, like, in that, in that. yeah. Yes. I, I hate to say it. I wish I was better. I wish I could be better. That was the whole thing, like. This is TMI about giving birth, but they like give you the option of a mirror if you'd like uh, to see it happen. And I said, no, thank you. I'm not good with blood and it won't do me any good to try and see it. So oh. I didn't watch that part. I think that's uh, completely valid. I don't think yeah. I could watch it either. I think I'd pass out. Yeah. I like don't uh, think my brain would feel like that's what's happening to me. Like, I don't think it would. I, d- I do wonder if it would feel like you're really disconnected from it. Because I did have that you know? girl as well. But, like, I felt enough of it that I was like, I don't need to see it. And then <laughs> my husband doesn't like that much either. So he was as far back as you can get to be supportive. Uh, so he wasn't keen on watching it either. So we were just like, you guys, you know, I could watch it. I could watch it after the fact. Like, if someone videoed it and I watched oh. it, I could do that. Did you like live through it? So like, like you know in the moment. I think I'm like, I don't know. I don't know so, if I could do it. In high school, 
But um, you know, in health class, when you are supposed to watch the birthing video, I got nauseous when watching the cells multiply, uh, and I had to go sit in the hall for the rest of the video. So I've never seen a live birth <laughs> in high school or my own. <laughs> school or my, I've lived one. I have lived. I've lived. Yeah, have have done the deed, but I kind of got in action in so high funny. school or middle school or whatever when we watched our first first birthing video I remember just like not necessarily feeling queasy but immediately my like my I I tensed like I felt birth (laughs) like my whole crotch region was like in shambles and I think that's why I don't want to have kids it's scary I'm like listen I don't blame you I mean she's pregnant currently but Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Actively pregnant. Actively pregnant and has done it before. Like, I think if you don't want to do more, like, you shouldn't. Like, I think there's a lot of people, I think, that pull the, like, oh, you just don't know how magical it is, blah, blah, blah. I don't, it's great. I love it. But I was prepared and I knew I wanted it. And if you have any feelings of doubt, but listen to your gut your gut knows what's best for you I think at a certain point and so like if it's not on the cards for you I don't blame anybody for saying if they're yeah. gonna stay child free or other options you know what I mean mm-hmm. fostering or anything like that because it's it's a lot for your body to go through and yeah it's a lot for you just like mentally as well because your hormones are all out of whack so it's a lot to it's a lot to deal with and it's I, I'm one of the few that I think like I enjoy, enjoy it for the most part. I mean, obviously morning sickness, no one like loves throwing up, but like for the most part, I enjoy it, but I know that that's really rare. I like, I have, I feel it might be a primal urge to like have a child Mm. like of my code. A hundred percent. But like, that's all I have to say. (laughs) <laughs> there's there's nothing else to say no it's so it's so deep it so deeply terrifies me to give birth and I don't know how to fix it I think it's just but like I want to do like I want to do it like I, I think it's such like a just it's not even giving I shouldn't even say it's giving birth that's like the worst thing I can imagine but like it's over in a shorter period of time the 10 fuck because it's not nine months and I refuse to live through that narrative it is 10 months that you're pregnant whether the doctors will say it or not and I don't that's a long time to be in a state of I don't know how I'll feel that's like a gamble that I don't know how it'll go it's that's why I'm like I It's getting better with age. Like, the more my friend, like, I will say, the more, like, people are familiarizing me with it because they're, like, having babies and things, it does make me feel better. It feels more tangible. When, like, your aunts and, like, older cousins talk about it, you're like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know about your family, but, like, none of my aunts were giving me, like, the nitty-gritty details of like everything that can happen and like the different pains and aches and sensations you feel during pregnancy and stuff so I think I have that primal urge to procreate in the sense of I want my bloodline and like DNA to continue 
but then I think about all the other things about it, and I'm like, do you know what? Not I don't want to say irks. Do you know what like gets you though about it the most? Do you have something that's specific, or is it like the general? Honestly, the birthing pregnancy oh, is like whatever. I don't mind the idea of carrying something inside. Like that's cool to me. Fine. Thick. The act of giving birth is enough for me to be like, nope. Emily, let's hear. You've lived it. So which is, what were you, what did you go into it thinking was going to be like the top, like the toughest? And then what ended up being like, yeah, like the toughest? I think the, again, the act of giving birth is like just daunting in and of itself because you are in the hospital typically more often than not obviously some people do home birth and they go to birthing centers and stuff but we always knew we were going to go to a hospital um so you're in a hospital and like there's just kind of the unknown of like how long labor lasts even when you take the classes like some people have I mean some people have babies in their car because their labor is so short and some some people um you know labor for so 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 long that like uh, inevitably or eventually like you have to do the the cesarean section because it's just been too long on your body or whatever to labor for that long so that that was definitely like the most probably daunting thing as far as pregnancy went I think um I was just so excited to be that it kind of took away any of like the unease I felt with like potential symptoms that could come up and I think it helped in that like I really I had I had morning sickness for both of my first trimesters, but nothing like to the extent of like hyperemesis or anything. Um, so it's unpleasant. It's an unpleasant like period of time, but I think by the second trimester, I, my energy is back up. I'm like feeling good. I'm in the second trimester right now. I'm like, oh, this is, I, it's great. You know, <laughs> you're kind of like back to normal. Um, and then the third trimester is always just like, you're, you're just big a big belly waddling around so like that's like the more physical aspect of it but yeah birth was definitely probably the most daunting thing um and I had a pretty mild one with my first so like I'm not I feel really lucky and really grateful that I didn't have any um traumatic stories or anything like that that happened so I feel like pretty lucky in the arena of pregnancy and birthing so far um because you hear I mean you just hear every horrible thing um, on social media and on TikTok and on Twitter and stuff, you can see all the all the like worst case scenarios happening. Um, so it definitely puts a little bit of fear, I think, into everybody because you just never know. But it's definitely, I feel lucky, and like a lot of girlfriends of mine that have been pregnant and like or had babies and stuff, like more often than not, everyone has had like relatively easy, mild births. So it's like I think that ends up probably being the average but you don't hear about those Mm -hmm. as much as you hear about the sensation like crazy like horror stories yeah no exactly I that's what I mean like I think I think hearing friends and my age group it's just also so much happens in the medical field in so many years that I feel like the stories have gotten better to some degree because the care has gotten better you know, so I just feel like when you hear the more 2020 births or, you know, 2015 and on, maybe even 2015 is like a while ago, even um, like so much has really 
you know, improve that. I think that it does help. I, it's not to, not to equate it to LASIK surgery in any way, but I always say I'm waiting to get LASIK until they like make it the way that I want it to be. Cause I'm like, the technology will get there eventually, you know, it's just the time. So I'm like, maybe if I don't have kids for five more years, then they'll just be able to grow outside the body somehow. <laughs> yeah. what medical science can come up with. Yeah. Whatever. You know, um, I well, will say if though, it's for women, not much. Not, right. Listen, not going to happen. As you were talking about it, I, I don't think I have the think it would be positive to be pregnant right now in the life that I'm in. So I think because I am not in that place yet, it's hard to even think about being yeah. excited about it. So that's why I'm like, I think maybe when I get there, I'll be excited enough that it'll get me through at least the first like three months. And then, (laughs) you know, it won't be, I just think it's just so hard because you live in fear for so long of getting pregnant Mm -hmm. that like, you know, that it's like a big mindset to change and be like, oh, I guess this is a good thing that we want to happen, you know? Oh, totally. That'll be a big change. (sighs) Babies. Did you um, know what you were having before your first no, so, and we're not finding out with this one either. So I I definitely didn't want to find out for the first, and I think my husband was kind of on board. I thought it was fun to have a surprise, and um, I knew I wanted uh, whatever room we were going to have as the nursery to be gender neutral anyway, because I knew I would want more than one mm-hmm. child. Um, so that kind of, um, like, informed that decision. But then with this next one, I liked not knowing so much. Mm-hmm. It made it made for me like the pushing and like the last probably couple hours of um, labor so much more exciting because it was like we're so close to finding out something. Like it was just it's gonna be such a surprise. Yeah. Um. So I like that so much that I have insisted we're doing it with this one. My husband, who's a bit more of a planner than I am, shockingly enough, is not keen on it. But mm. since I'm doing the growing, I do get final say. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll see everyone. And that's the fun thing too. I think it makes uh, conversations about the pregnancy a little bit less intrusive. Yeah. Yes. Because I think when people, that's what people want to know. Do you know what you're having? Oh, you are mm-hmm. you having a girl? What are your top girl names? What are you going to name her? Are you painting your nursery pink? All this stuff. Um, whereas like, when we don't know everyone's like well what like are you craving salty are you craving sweet like you kind of go into more of like the old wives tales of like oh yeah and less like oh well how are you planning to raise a girl in this environment like Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I mean yes that's yeah it's a nice little break yeah how did so did you have names for either yeah so we have um yes we had names for both and we had a top um, name for each gender, like going into um, going into labor. But I always tell the story. My parents went into the hospital. They didn't know what they were having with mm-hmm. me. They went in with three boy names, three girl names. I'm not named any of those names or like variations of those names. It's a completely separate name that like my dad actually had vetoed like early on in their pregnancy because he was like, I have a distant cousin named Natalie. <laughs> and so he was like, you can't use it. Yeah. Um, 
but then when they had me they were like yeah she doesn't look like any of these names so then my dad suggested Emily and my mom was like I told you that was gonna be your name um so like I really abide by like I don't want people to know because I don't even if we were finding out the gender and we did have like a top name if the baby shows up and it doesn't suit them I don't want to have a bunch of personalized stuff that doesn't suit the baby anymore so and I think people are very happy to give you their opinion when the baby is not born about mm-hmm. names. Um, but I think it's harder to be like, oh, that's such an ugly name for the baby. You already popped out and named that. You know what I mean? So yes. um, I'm definitely more of like, I'm going to hide it regardless of if we were finding out or not. Yes. So. I think that's so smart. I feel the same way. Yeah. People just, I think they think they're helpful, <laughs> you know, when they say like their opinion on it. Cause they're like, oh, maybe yep. you haven't thought of like this. People are going to have trouble like spelling that or like blah, blah, blah. But I just like, ultimately, like, it's just rude. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. Cause here's the thing. If they're not going to say, if you wouldn't say it about the name, if someone was named, like if they would have had the baby and named it that, would you have said what you're saying? No. So no. why are you saying it now? Yeah. Right. You know how you know how I feel about people and saying dumb shit when you tell them something. I can't yeah. see I can't. My great Dane's gonna die in four years, according to everybody else. So I I I understand the frustration it is where people just say things. Yeah. And they and it and I you have to like and it's so hard to do it in the moment, but you have to be like, I know you're probably not being malicious, but this mm-hmm. is mean and it's yeah. hurtful. And it just, it's unnecessary. Like, have you not, I've gone through every worst case scenario. And I, my, my son's name is Callum. And the first time we were at the pediatrician's office, they mispronounced it, which is not their fault. But I was like, <laughs> we named him the wrong name. Cause you're just emotional. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, oh, I've done horrible damage to my child already. <laughs> of course. You know, you're, I've already thought every worst case scenario with my decision yeah I don't need you to add on yeah exactly thank you yes exactly also at some point it's like the stupidity of others is not your problem so it's like if someone doesn't know how to say the name come on right try a little harder to figure it out right Right. exactly (sighs) or like spelling I'm like there's 17 different ways to spell Emily. Correct. And my parents picked my parents picked what my dad said was the correct way because my dad is old and from Minnesota, like rural Minnesota, and this is the correct way to spell Emily for him. But like there's... that's how I feel about Madeline. People yeah. who have the name Madeline that's spelled Madeline, I they're wrong. <laughs> they're wrong. It's Madeline if it's an L I N E. Lynn is L Y N. This is so funny. Because my mom, this is such a deep cut of my life. So we had neighbors moving in and my mom told me that their daughter's name was Madeline. And I loved Madeline because I loved that book growing up. And I was so excited. And then to find out they call her Madeline. (laughs) That's not how you spell that. It's Madeline. There's a book about it. There's a whole book about it. Wow. It gets me fired up. 
But here I am talking shit about someone's choice on how to spell and say their <laughs> child's name. So well, the stupidity of me is yeah, not right. their problem. <laughs> okay, but to to be like grammatically correct, you are like phonetically correct. I mean, no, phonetically in pretty much every English language, L I N E is lying. Right. <laughs> so like there is there is some like. <laughs> grammatical standing that you are correct but I guess but like you know what I mean I just think that like yeah yeah people are just people are they think they're helping and it's just like it would be more helpful if you just shut your mouth or said well, that's I, great yeah I a couple days ago was watching a TikTok of you know those like baby name predictors that yeah. predict like people's names I love those I think they're so fun and the girl was doing one about Whitney Cummings baby the comedian Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she Whitney had posted it and was like said you know like some interesting stuff here or whatever which makes me wonder if she guessed right right. Um, but then I was looking at the comments and there were so many people that were like do not name him this that's such a stupid name like all this stuff and I was like why are you commenting on a celebrity's post about baby like what are you gaining from this do you really think your opinion matters to her Right. right right yeah like you need are... your opinion heard so bad you're commenting on a select you're meanly because you have to you have to say something mean mm-hmm. comment on someone you don't know mm-hmm. and could literally could not care less about you as a person you have to tell them how you feel about a baby name you should just scroll you should just scroll i don't get it I move on get it. move on Text your friends that you hate that name. I'm like, like screenshot it and be like, look how dumb this is. That's fine. At least it's in the privacy of your own phone, group chat, whatever. But like, I don't. People, people, people. People, people. Do better. Do better. No, I feel like we covered a lot. (laughs) Yeah, as we do. Yes, we do. Um, okay, cool. Well, uh, Emily, thank you for joining us today on this beautiful Saturday morning. I realize that it's not going to be Saturday when this is released, <laughs> so I don't know why I ever reference what day you're talking about. What day of the week it is. Yeah, you know. Uh, but uh, thank you for being on. We appreciate your time. I know that I made you wait to come on, but I was scared to have you on. So I'm glad you were on and everything went well. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. That's it's such like, an honor. You're yeah. so funny. I can't believe you're scared to have me on. Because I, you and Alyssa, I knew we're just gonna be my toughest two. Oh my, that's so funny because I literally told because the well, this is referencing time, I suppose, but the um episode that just aired yesterday with mm-hmm. your friend that um was in. A- movie with Jim Gaffigan I told my husband I was like they're interviewing me and I live in the suburbs and I'm a distribution company so I don't really know how I'm qualified to be on this so anyway super super honored and she was like I go no I was like it's really tough Maddie pulls celebrities at this point and I'm like here are my family and friends I'm like hey seriously a village <laughs> I was like, it gives it depth, you know. There's, there's just there's a context. variety of people. Yes. Look yes. at how so, phenomenal this person is doing in comparison. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the way 
Oh, but no, Emily was like, "What did you say? You were like, I had, I have seen Jim Gaffney. I've paid oh my, to be in a room. I've, yeah, my my family really loves Jim Gaffney as a comedian. So we have gone to see his stand up in Rockford. And so I was like, I've paid to be in a room with Jim Gaffney, and he probably got paid to be in the same room as him just because he was working with him. So like, yeah, that is so funny. <laughs> I was like, it'll be fine. We'll talk about whatever." So I try to talk. I'm like, it's really just a conversation. And again, the nice man that half raised me was like, it goes off the rails sometimes. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it absolutely does. But that's Every what now happens when you're just chatting with friends, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> chatting. Um, but anyway, Emily, we'll release you to the rest of your sunny Saturday. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much, both of you. I really appreciate it. Thanks for being on. I guess we're on the other side now. We've made it. We're here. We, we've made it. Everybody, did you enjoy the episode with Emily? Did you laugh? Did you cry? Mm. Did you want to scream at the radio? What happened? Tell us your thoughts. Um, it was a great time. A lovely chat with a great friend. Um, I would like to say, Emily, very kindly, very patiently, very empathically, Mm. uh, got me through the worst time in my life by truly Mm -hmm. sitting on FaceTime calls with me sobbing for hours. And she would just be like, your feelings are valid. I understand. It's terrible. Every day is awful. And I was like, yes, you understand. You know what's going on. Um, and I don't know if I would be here without her. So I would just like to say shout out to Emily. Thank you for being on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry it took me so long to put you on. Sometimes I get nervous having to have special people on. That's valid. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, I hope everyone enjoyed. Thank you for being here. Maddie, is there anything else you'd like to say? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. It's almost October. What's your favorite October thing? Your birthday? Okay. I'll take it. (laughs) Okay, cool. Because I was like, I don't vibe Halloween that much. Right. We've talked about this. I just, I, like, Halloween is fine. Scary movies are fine. I like candy. I like to dress up. I it's not my whole personality. Like I'm not a spooky goyle. No, right, exactly. Yeah, I like I like the vibes, but I'm terrified mm. of people in mass. Yeah. So the holidays just not for me. Um. So the next best best thing is your birthday. You're right. Um, but anyway, uh, everybody, thank you for being here with us. We will talk to you next week. Yeah. Hannah, are you all caught up? I am all caught up. We'll see you next time.